How you doing this morning? You nervous for Game Five tonight? Oh boy, everybody's pumped for this one, and uh, it uh, boy, it has all the trimmings of what should be another great game. This is really a great series. Yeah, it really, really is. And Larry, from your all your years in the NBA, when you watch it. What do you think? Is it as simple as this that the Warriors can just shoot the three, and that's the great equalizer? Or is are there things going on matchup wise and coaching wise and strategy wise that the Warriors are doing to mess up the Spurs? Obviously, we shoot the ball well, and uh, when we don't, we're going to have a problem. You know, everybody realizes that. So that's and, and that stands out. Uh, probably, it's more of an outstanding factor than anything else. But see, the other thing that's happened is Andrew Bogut's gotten healthy, mm. and while you can't control Tim Duncan all the time, he's able to confront him. Uh, he actually works in the lane pretty good. It's really a good situation when your center is a smart player and is able to stop some of the penetration. You you won't stop them all, but in a normal game, if there are twenty five or thirty penetrations to the basket, and he wipes out maybe you know ten or 12 or 15 percent of them, it's quite a factor. And I do think he's had quite an impact uh, on the game as far as the defensive end of the floor. Everybody talks about our offense, but Mark Jackson preaches defense, and Andrew Bogut helps that, as well as the rest of the players are working at it. Sometimes we don't get stops, but overall we're better defensively. We do have that ingredient in the middle that we've never had before. Yeah, well said about uh, he's able to confront Tim Duncan. Oh, and you're yeah. right, and he, he has challenge him, impact. contest him. In fact, huge, a couple of huge defensive stops late in Game Four. Well, that were, one sequence when he double stuffed him in that uh, same possession that was re- really impressive. Which leads to the question, Larry: When you guys, you were the GM when the trade went down, right? And uh, yes. you know what? What were you guys thinking this whole past six months when he wasn't playing? When he was in that sport coat on the sidelines, you know, just and and fans were grumbling. Were you guys kind of? You know, biting your lip, thinking, oh boy, I don't know what we got into here. Or were you guys thinking all along, we just got to be patient? It's, uh, there was a little bit of both. You, you, you know, sometimes you love to sit in front of the public and say, oh shoot, we didn't care. <laughs> you know, or, you know, everything is going to be all right. We were very hopeful that everything would be okay because everybody knew that if he got healthy, that Andrew Bogut would have an impact on our team. It was very late in the season, just at the end, when he began to get healthy. Uh, I, I would argue he's still not 100%. You guys would probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we never really had a lot of misgivings about the trade because it worked out so well. Uh, it opened the door, as we all know, for Steph Curry and for uh, Clay Thompson to emerge and for the team to begin to develop in a direction it could not have gone otherwise. And, uh, you know, and then there's a, there's a hidden ingredient in that trade also. Uh, as you recall, we had to take Steven Jackson in the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next day we sent him to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we took back Jefferson and, you know, people wondered about that. But we also got the draft pick huh. that turned out to be Festus Azili. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually. And, yeah. so, if from a front office standpoint, if you analyze things, the trade stands up and Bogut's health when he's when he's healthy, yeah, it puts it over the top, no question. Were we concerned he might not get healthy, that he might not really be able to play to some degree, but you trust your medical staff and they're all saying that eventually he'll get there. Did it take too long for everybody's liking? Probably. But it was the right thing to do, not to rush him. We shut him down a couple times. 
and it was the right thing to do, and now it's crazy living it. So it's easy to look back and talk about it today, but you're asking me what was I thinking on February 1? <laughs> you know, on February 1, you're thinking the trade stands up. Gee whiz, let's get this guy on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, Larry, considering now most of the the rest of the country is just like their, their awareness of the Golden State Warriors is now skyrocketing because everybody's aware of this team now. There's no getting around them, and that you can't not notice them at this point. But all these moves that you made that you just told us about and all these young players going through the rotation now, is this what you guys all envisioned, seeing them play uh, to this full potential? Uh, uh, in this, did you foresee it this quickly? Well, you look at these things, and, and you look back at the history, uh, golly, uh, and, and I go back to, you know, four and five years ago when things weren't so ro- rosy, and the Bay Area fans have deserved something like this for a long time, and so we're really pleased about that. But within the first year or two, we had to eliminate contracts, and uh, we couldn't do much basketball-wise until we got a hold of the roster. And uh, But as the dominoes begin to fall, the Curry draft and the Clay Thompson draft and David Lee signing and, and – uh, you know, the acquisition of Bogut. And then the job that, you know, we got done this summer uh, regards to the draft with Harrison Barnes and Festus and Draymond Green, uh, that was pretty good. And then Bob and Joe were working so diligently to put together something to acquire other players. It turns out to be Jared Jack. turns out to be Carl Landry. So uh, people want to give credit to somebody in, in the organization or whatever. I was talking with Bob the other day. This has been a team effort in the front office, and I, I think that's what everybody should realize. And, and Joe has been such a good leader in terms of we can present things to him, and, and obviously he has the final say. But there's a cooperative effort that has gone on with the scouts, with the front office, and with everybody. And it's a pleasure to, to work in that kind of an environment. So we're all getting some credit right now. But the team's the one that deserves the credit. Did we see it coming this fast? Probably not. Well, that's, I've had, yeah. you know, you'd love to, you know, what, you, what you're supposed to do in this situation is say, oh, yeah, I knew it all <laughs> You knew it all along, Larry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you knew this would happen. Yeah. <laughs> the beauty of sports, yeah, the unpredictable theater. It's, uh, we're talking to Larry Riley, Warriors Director of Scouting. Last question here for Larry would be Steph Curry's ankle. Um, and I know you're not probably in there with the lab coat on, you know, looking at the x-rays or what, but, you know, how concerned should Warriors fans be about Steph Curry's ankle? And, uh, well, it's not the surgically repaired ankle. That's, I guess, the good news. But still, he's just, it's tough to see him not being able to cut and be, and be mobile on that. Is that, uh, is that the question mark going into tonight and the next couple games? It is, and you, you've hit the nail on the head even the next couple games. Because, see, I, I'm convinced that this thing, and I'm not the doctors, but just in watching basketball and seeing injuries, and you guys see it, this goes back to the Denver series when that ankle was sprained, and frankly, it's never had a chance to heal. And it's not going to get a chance to heal because we're playing tonight, we're playing again Thursday, we get a little more time for Sunday, and hopefully we keep right on playing. So as we go through this playoffs, that ankle gets well this summer. <laughs> you know, right. that's, that's where it goes. He's still going to be able to shoot the ball. He's always going to give you an effort. Uh, you'll never be surprised if he'll go out there and try. But I think you picked up on it. He's limited right now, and his ability to cut and do some things is not always there, but there's just enough of it. He still makes good passes. He can make a shot. He got to the basket at, you know, in the overtime situation with a big basket to stretch the lead. 
And so he's scared if he's on one leg. You know, that yeah. It's going to spread their defense out just a little bit. Wow, well, it's going to be so I mean, Who would have thought, Larry, when you guys were going through the tough times, that here you are, Game 5 against the Spurs in the Western Conference semis with a real chance to close them out Thursday in Oakland, huh? So, uh, 